Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. All right, you in the choir loft. Let's come down out of there now. I'm locking the church for the night. All right, if you're not coming down, I'm coming up. Oh, the night's to have a cuckoo in the choir loft. Oh, yes, I hear you. You're scaring me to death. I'll bet it's one of the feral kids. Oh, Lord, I hope he's not taking dope, for heaven's sakes. Hey, while you're up there, patch the roof for me, will you? It's starting to leak again. Now, all right, let's see you. Let's put an end to the game so a tired old priest can get a few winks of sleep. Well? All right, I give up. Where are you? You know, I almost think he's up in the belfry. Are you in the belfry? It can't be, though, because the door's locked. I think it's locked. Locked. Oh, no, no, there he is. You, stop! Come back! Come back here! No wonder I didn't see him up here. Oh, my, let me sit down a minute now. Frank Cassidy, how are you going to tell the bishop? And uh, How am I going to explain that uh, St. Michael's choir loft is haunted? It's hard enough to be a priest these days without having to contend with a haunted church. But with all the natural problems of man's proclivity to sin, the last thing Father Cassidy needs is something supernatural flitting through his old neighborhood church. In a minute, we'll return to tonight's St. Patrick's Day Tale of Suspense as Crisis brings you Flanagan's Legacy. And now, Flanagan's Legacy. The storm that raised the shingles on St. Michael's has blown away, and with it the gloom of night, but not the memory of the strange apparition Father Cassidy saw in his choir loft. On the afternoon of the next day, Bishop Coughlin stopped at the rectory for his regular visit and found his old friend and seminary classmate looking drawn. Uh, will you have more coffee, Bishop? I will, thank you, Frank. Now, that's plenty, thanks. Are you feeling all right? Well, why do you ask? Well, your hand's shaking a little, I notice. Oh, it always shakes, as for years. Things kind of rough at St. Michael's? Oh, no, no, nothing in particular, Bishop. And you can forget the titles, Frank. We're alone. All the same, you've had a long time of it here. Well, what are you saying, Charlie? Oh, nothing, nothing. Except that it'd get any man down. 
the financial problems on top of the usual challenges? Oh, it's a good parish. I wouldn't have any other. Unless, of course, you... No, no, no. I'm, I'm not thinking of turning you out to pasture just yet. Now, what I was thinking, though, it's been a long time since you've had any real help here, and, well, there's a young man, a, a bright young man, looking for a pastorate. I think he could use some tempering, a, a little mellowing, maybe. Would you like to help him? Uh, you're saying I'm the one could use the help, isn't that it? Well, it works both ways. His name's Douglas. Has a good business school background at Notre Dame. And does he sing like Bing Crosby? <laughs> no, and you're not as old as Barry Fitzgerald. Now, look, Frank, how else does a young priest learn? He learns from... An old priest, sure, I know. Maybe it's a good thing after last night. Oh? Then what happened last night? Yeah, nothing, nothing. The storm and all. What about the storm? Is that why your hand's shaking? No, listen, Charlie, it takes a lot more than a thunderstorm to shake me up. Well, then what was it? It was nothing. I want to hear about it. There's nothing to hear. My eyes, that's all. They were playing tricks on me. That's all I meant. It's nothing. I think you'll like Douglas. Douglas? Who's Douglas? Oh, oh, the new man. Yes. Is Saturday be all right? He could drop by and have a nice chat with you. Uh, sure, Saturday's fine. Ah, you're done with your meeting, Father. Yes, Mrs. Carroll, I'm done. Well, and how's the bishop? Oh, fine as ever. And what is it he gave you to put that extra furrow in your forehead? Oh, that reminds me. There'll be an extra sometime Saturday. Maybe for lunch or for dinner. I, I don't know which. Hmm, the bishop? No, no, a new young priest he's sending over. Oh? Yeah, he may be staying on with us. Well, and about time, says I. You're up to your neck in work and worry. Oh, and that reminds me. Flanagan called. Eddie Flanagan? How's he? <laughs> he wants to see you. Oh, he's not well at all, then. The only time he ever wants a priest is when he's afraid he's going to die. Oh, don't go out now. I'm just serving the supper. I won't be long, Mrs. Carroll. Just put mine on the back burner. I'll be over at Flanagan's if I need it. Thank you for coming. How have you been, Eddie? Oh, I've been very sick, Father. Well, why haven't you called me before? Uh, not only no troubling the likes of a busy priest unless there's some real trouble afoot. Eddie, you've been drinking again. It's the truth, isn't it? Look at your room. Look at these empty bottles. No, I know. Don't scold me. And you're feeling bad now. Worse. I'm sorry. Do I want you to hear me confession? I'm not going to make it through the night. Oh, then you'll be wanting the last rites again, huh? Yes. Everything you've got. I need them all. I'm a wicked, wicked man. And what is it that ails you? The booze, Father. What else? It's killing me. How long have you lived alone, Flanagan? Ten years. Doing for yourself? Cooking for yourself? Aye. It won't be much of a life to live, will it? There's... But that's not what's troubling me, no. It's, it's where I'm going that worries me. Well, if you're planning a long trip, you oughtn't to try it on an empty stomach. I think I smelled a roast of lamb in the rectory kitchen, and Mrs. Carroll always serves hot bread and strudel with lamb. And she's in a kind of a rut. And she always makes too much. Ah, no, Father. I, I, I couldn't. Well, you're probably smart. Look what her cooking's done to my belly. I just thought tonight... Ah, uh... uh, you're the clever one now, aren't you? If you get me to the rectory, I'll be only next door to the church. And the next thing you'll have me in the door, lighting candles, like an acolyte. Oh, come on, Flanagan. I'll help you get dressed. 
wanted more strudel, Mr. Flanagan. I couldn't hold another voice. Oh, everything was delicious, Mrs. Carroll, as usual. That it was. That it was. I don't deserve such food. Ah, oh, go on with you now. There's a nice fire going in the study, Eddie. Let's go relax. Oh, did I tell you we're getting a new assistant at St. Michael's? No. A young priest named Douglas. Oh, now, Father, you're uh, you're not returning. Me? No. You're sure? Of course I'm sure. Here, take this big chair by the fire. Ah. Ah! Did you hear that? Another storm brewing. Uh, it'll be like that. Me last night on earth. Oh, will you stop talking like that? Father, I want it understood clearly here and now. I want no green young priest handling me services. Eddie. Oh, he may have been a backslider, a, a free thinker, even a, well, even more wicked than that. But you're the man to put me under, and not some Gallywag still wet behind the ears out of a seminary. All right, all right. When the time comes, if I'm not already pushing up daisies, I'll do your funeral. But you're not going to die. That's what you think. You see, all the years of me drinking has ruined me ticker. I can, I can feel it hopping around inside me chest right this minute like a, like a starkled rabbit. Say, is, uh, is that cherry in the decanter? Yes. Yeah, that'll do. Pour me a dram, and uh, I'll tell you something, Father. All right. Ah, God bless you. I'm a wicked, wicked man, Father Cassidy. A wicked man. Drinking isn't wicked. Now it's a weakness, perhaps. No, I'm, I'm not talking about drinking. I'm, I'm talking about him. Him? Who do you mean? Him. You see where me finger's pointing? Down below. Oh, him? Yes. Well, now, what have you had to do with him? I've, I've been dealing with him, Father. With the devil? Aye, with the devil. And one of his agents. And I've come to no good end, just as me poor mother said I would rest her soul. And what sort of dealing have you been doing with the devil? Well, it all goes back years ago, I... I had this terrible thirst and not a nickel to buy a drink. And then it was that I swore I'd do anything to have me liquor. And I mean anything. Oh, I was shaking like a leaf, Father. I was desperate. Well, you should have called me. I need a drink and not preaching. Well, God knows I should have called you. I didn't. I didn't pray for help. But I got it just the same from the other place. What kind of help? Money. Money? Money. Oh, not a lot. Just the price of a bottle when I needed it. I don't understand, Eddie. Now, how did this money come to you? In the hands of a mischievous, teasing, miserable little imp. An imp, you say? Not really an imp. This hoy. Little legs and arms like rat's tails, a fringy beard, pointy nose, eyes like coals, and breath like brimstone. Flanagan, this imp, did, did he laugh? Laugh? Did he laugh? That's all he ever did. Father, then, then you've seen him too. You're listening to Flanagan's Legacy. 
tonight's story on crisis. We'll return with the second act in just a minute. And now, back to crisis and our story, Flanagan's Legacy. A very nice funeral, Father Cassidy. No funeral is nice, Father Douglas. Well, I mean, you did it nicely. I know what he means, Jimmy. When you, when you get along in years like Father Cassidy and I are, you, you start losing your friends to the grave, and it's a mournful business. And almost no one showed up. Fine showing. Didn't have too many friends, I suppose. Being that he... Well, you said he drank a lot? Sure, Flanagan drank a lot. But he still was a human being, a bunch of hypocrites. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Excuse me, but it's true. If we could just get some of the smug, self-righteous parishioners... Ah, 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 Frank. You'll be disillusioned in Father Douglas before he's even met the parish. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm still not unpacked, so if you'll excuse me... I think I'll take care of that, and if I can help you in any way, just call me. If you'll excuse me, Bishop. Sure. Go ahead. Father Cassidy? Go ahead. I don't need you uh, to help uh, in any way. Now, what does a young priest have to unpack? My first pastorate, I had one set of vestments and five books, and that was it. Well, if you don't get along with him, I could make him my vicar. Oh, I'll get along with him. It's just one more thing, Charlie. I'm sorry about Flanagan. So am I. All my stars, they've clean forgot. What? Wednesday night he gave me this, just as I was saying goodbye to him. An envelope. He said it was for me, but not to open it until, uh... Yes? Uh, until he was dead. You know the man knew he was going to die. Well, then open it. Dear Father Cassidy, being of sound mind most of the time <laughs> and having no living relatives that I know of, I hereby leave to you all my possessions. Oh, what do you know? Well, of course, he had nothing so far as I know. Anything he has, I'll turn it right over to the church. No, wait a minute. Now, he just scribbled this out, did he? I suppose so. Well, without a witness, it probably won't even stand up in court. Now, wait now. There's some kind of a mark down here at the bottom, just below the signature, but I can't make it out. Let's see it. Hmm. You know what it looks like? It looks like a tiny, miniature handprint. Huh? See? It's just a smudge, I know, but... Thank golly, it does look like a handprint, doesn't it? Only whoever made it would have to be only two feet tall. No bigger than a leprechaun or an imp. Did you hear that? Hear what? You didn't hear anything. No, what do you mean? Uh, nothing, Bishop. Nothing at all. Well, Father, I've gone through all the parish records. And? St. Michael's is in trouble. <laughs> I could have told you that. We appear to have only 81 members on the roll, and I should judge over half of them are inactive. Yeah, and the active ones are all on pension. So what else is new? Well, I'm, I'm just saying... I know. St. Michael's is in trouble. The obvious solution is a merger with St. Anne's. And close this church down? You'd lose the few old folks we've still got. Anne's is ten miles away. It's either that or revitalize the parish somehow. Well, maybe we could requisition some hormones. Father, I'm just trying to be helpful. Look, the reason we keep losing members is who wants to come into a drafty old stone building and sit under a leaky roof? 
We're all slowly falling apart. In the wintertime, you get pneumonia along with the mass. In the summertime, it's flies and bugs. We need money. Mrs. Carroll. Yes, Father? Have you seen my reading glasses anywhere? Not tonight. Oh, now, what did I do with them? Let's see, I had them in my office next door at the church. Yeah, Mrs. Carroll, I'll be right back. I'm going to run next door. Clouding up again. Yeah, yeah, there goes the moon. What in the... What was that now? A moving shadow. A black cat, a little dog. No, it wasn't a cat or a dog. It ran along on two legs. Right into the stone wall of the church, and it disappeared. Well, we'll see about that. Turn on all the lights, every light in the church. Ah, now we'll just go hunting for whatever you are. Oh, no, the saints preserve us. There went the lights. So you prefer darkness, do you? Well, sure you do. You're more at home in the kingdom of darkness, aren't you? Why can't you go back down to where you came from and leave me alone? Why me? Why my church? I know what you are, you know. You're Flanagan's. You're not even real. You're a hallucination. You belong to a dead man's imagination. Not anymore, Prince Anthony. Not anymore. Hey, he talks. Where are you? Tell me where you are and I won't harm you. I just want I, I just want to talk to you. And I won't exercise you. <laughs> you can't get rid of me. I belong to you now. Flanagan <laughs> will be doing you. All right. All right, Flanagan got liquor from you, but what good are you to me? <laughs> To the choir loft again, is it? You may be able to see in the dark, but I can't. There. All right, now what? Over by the door to the belfry again. Have you decided to take a permanent residence there? at the door to the belfry. Now what? Open it? Is that what you want? You know, I can't walk through walls like you can. Now, just a minute until I find the key. Ah, here. How are you feeling now, Father? Oh, like a boiled owl. Well, you're getting some color back into your face now, Frank. 
Oh, Bishop, is that you? It's me. Oh, what happened? The belfry was hit by lightning, and you were in it. Father Douglas must have found you just a minute after it happened. The steeple took a direct hit, Father. Oh, my, no. I found you unconscious. Carried you down. Whatever possessed you to go up to the belfry tower at this time of night, Frank? Uh, nothing. He was looking for his reading glasses. This, this steeple, how bad is it? Bad enough. But don't worry about that now. Uh, did you did you find anyone, I, I mean, anything else up there? As a matter of fact, I did. And? Well? Well, Father, if you'd have told me you were hiding over a thousand dollars from the collection plates up there, it, well, it would have made quite a difference in the bookkeeping I was doing. Collection plates? I assume that's where the money came from. All over the floors of the belfry. Silver money, quarters, half dollars, even dollars. What's the matter, Cassidy? Don't you believe in banks? Banks? No, no, I've never needed one, but... But let me tell you, I do believe in, uh, leprechauns. <laughs> Whether there's any truth to the legend of the leprechaun, I leave for wiser heads to puzzle out. But it appears that a leprechaun or someone made a happy ending for this story on Crisis. We wish you a very happy St. Patrick's Day in the evening, and I'll return in a minute with the names of our cast and a word about next week's Crisis. Tonight, Crisis presented Flanagan's Legacy with Michael Morgan Dunn, John Roder, Don Chambers, Lee Posh, and Neil Reese. Sound created by Jeff Thompson. Engineering by Carney Barton. Script and direction by yours truly, Jim French. Crisis is produced at Audio Recording Incorporated. Join us next week for Crisis. Crisis.